Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. People say, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? I don't think he's Christian. Okay, what do you think? Have you done any, any, anything even remotely close to what he's done? Reaching the, the hundreds of thousands of people that he's brought into the kingdom of God. If you haven't, then I don't think you have any room to talk. No, don't come talk, talk to me about him either. Don't come talk to me about anybody. Hey Amen. I don't want to hear you talk to me about people. You can talk to me about yourself. Hallelujah. Or if you've had somebody and you tried to resolve it and they, they won't forgive you, then you can come to me. Amen. But otherwise, don't talk about people. Go and, go and work it out with people. If you have ought against somebody, you need to go to them and you need to talk with them. Not with these blazing, fiery eyes. I want to talk with you. Well, they don't want to talk with you if you're like that. They won't call me back. I've left several messages. Hey, you blankety blank, give me a call. No, they're not going to call you back. Good reason they won't call you back. I don't need all of that. You sow love, you'll reap love. Lowest form of communication is talking about other people. But you're always going to have people. Even if, even if you live a perfect life, like there was this one guy. I know a guy. Flawless, sinless. They brutalized that man beyond anyone else that had ever been brutalized. The perfect man. So I don't care how good you are, people are not going to like you. So deal with it. Deal with it. I know you look in the mirror and you're like, who couldn't like that? (laughs) I'll tell you, there are some people. Anybody here ever been misunderstood before? Most of you, not everybody. If you've been misunderstood, you have a tendency to get in there and defend yourself, don't you? Do you? If you didn't say yes, you're a liar. You do. Why? Because that's just part of human nature. Hey, no. You don't understand me. If you've been in a family, you've been misunderstood. If you've been married, you've been misunderstood. (laughs) Am I telling the truth, people? Anybody here, you've you've been married longer than a week. And you haven't been misunderstood in your marriage. You have. What do you kick? Get out! No, you you gotta talk. You gotta work it out. Pastor Sam, Pastor Sharon, how long have you guys been married? Almost 49 years. Have you guys, have you guys within the last few months had a misunderstanding? Serious? Yes? Was that with a yes? Yes, sir. And he lived to tell about it, Pastor Sharon said. Precious Pastor Sharon, and he lived to tell about it. 
Don't bless her with a knife set. You get misunderstood, you want to, you want to defend yourself. You're like, hey, come on now. You don't understand. You don't understand. And then sometimes, and sometimes you, you, know, you, you talk with people, and just because people are nice, you think they understand. No, not necessarily. They're just sometimes being nice. Sometimes people have said to me, thank you for understanding. Or I don't understand. I'm just being nice to you. <laughs> just because I'm not slapping you across the face doesn't mean I understand. Because how many of you ever had times where somebody's dropped the ball? Somebody hasn't done. Oh, nobody here at all? You've ever had that? Oh, yeah. Somebody's done something, you know. And, and you know, because you didn't clobber them, you didn't shoot them. You think, oh, everything's cool. No. No. Sometimes you just mess up. Everybody here has messed up before. And how many of you here, you messed up and you knew you were wrong? But how many of you wanted to be forgiven? Yeah. Should you have been? Well, I think I should. Why? Somebody just drag you to court, pull you out of your house in your front lawn and, you know, just smack you, tie you to a tree and put a blanket over you and pray for you. When you're attacked, your first reaction is to attack back. It is. Absolutely. When people criticize you, you want to criticize them back. When they insult you, you want to insult them back. It is. It is what it is. But the word says here that God is our defender. God's our defender. Now some of you, I, might be, I may be talking, you might say, you know, well, gosh, I think they have put microphones in our house. <laughs> no. Not everybody's. No. <laughs> Believe me. For our sakes, I don't want to know that. Okay? Let God be your defender. Let God be your defender. So you don't have to answer back every time you get criticized, every time you are misunderstood, every time you're attacked. You don't have to do that. If you will learn how to let God defend you, you will find out that God is with you. Many times people don't know God's with them because they don't let God do anything that he says he will do or that he says he is. So I'm your defender, but you just always take things into your own hands. You always do it yourself. How two-year-old-ish. I do it myself. Maybe it's three. That's the threes. It's the three-year-olds that do that. Two-year-olds, I try to stomp and they fall over. Um, <clears throat> but it's so important that we let God defend us and so you will take flack you will have people who misunderstand you you'll have people who criticize you you'll have people that you misunderstand because you don't ask questions you assume I assume well that's, that's the way it looks right here must be that way well, maybe not. Maybe you need to ask. 
Well, I don't think they tell me. Is it because it's none of your business? <laughs> oh, but there are some people in the body of Christ, everything is their business. Everything is their business. You find in some churches, not here, thankfully. There's a couple people you can talk to and they know everything that's going on about everybody. That's called a gossiper. If you know a gossiper, avoid them like the plague. If you know a person who talks about other people, do not associate with them. Do not talk to them. I don't care if they're born again. I don't care if they're spirit-filled. They've got a problem. might have to camp there a little bit, babe. Well, I just want to know what's happening. Well, that's some things are just none of your business. Hey, man, I, I, I don't have to know everything about everybody. I certainly don't want to know what's going on in all of your households all the time. Hey, man, if I want to know, I'll ask you myself. Or I'll just listen to God. No. If God speaks to me about somebody, then, I, then I, I follow up and I do what I need to do. I don't go like, hey, Travis, can you find out what's going on over here, please? Check out and, you know, just, just kind of report back to me, please. Let me know what's happening here. This looks a little suspicious. <laughs> no. We have questions, we just ask. Amen. But then there's some things that are just nobody's business. Nobody's business. And I'm not going to jump in and I'm not going to get involved. But sometimes, you know, you're just, you know, you're, you're kind of wondering, well, where do I stand? Because I got to find out this. I got to find out this. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. The only thing you really need to know is Jesus. Let him reveal himself to you. Amen. And every time, like I said, you're under attack, every time you're criticized, you're put down, you're misunderstood, you have either two choices. You can either defend yourself or you can let God defend you. Amen. What's your choice? What's your choice? We, we do our best to help people. When there was people that, that need help, you know, come to us and, hey, well, I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm, but, but if people need help and they come to us, you're not just going to get a handout. You're going to get some instruction with it. And we're going to find out what put you in the place where you're needing help. And how does this change? Because if it doesn't change, then we're not actually helping. Yeah. We're enabling a problem. Amen. And I don't want to enable problems, but I do want to help people. And then sometimes we'll help people and they promise, all right, I'll, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then you find out later, no, they don't do that. Then you realize, okay, there's a deeper problem. It's a heart problem. It's a heart problem. And you find people with heart problems, not physical hearts, but spiritual hearts. You'll find they're in the body of Christ. That doesn't mean you, you toss them to the side, but we find out, okay, how can we help this person? Maybe we need to surround them with some accountability. I don't know why I'm going this area, but this is, this is what it is. And some, some, some believers just need some accountability. So they can get on track and they can keep going in the right direction. 
Not just, they're all on their own, we just let them do whatever they want to do. No, no, because you, you had a time where you were doing whatever you wanted to do and it wasn't working really good. And so you surround yourself with wisdom. Amen. And when you surround yourself with wisdom, then you're going to find out that you're able to go forward and you're able to be a blessing and you're able to help people. And then as they come out of that, then they can be a blessing. That's so important. But to be accountable, you have to be truthful and you have to be open. That's another issue in the body of Christ. Some people don't want to be, they don't want to be open with anybody. They want to just kind of, I don't want you to know about this. I want you, you know, oh, you didn't know about that. Well, I need to know that if I'm going to help you. Then you've got to be open with me. And you can't, you can't be hiding things. There was a man who, who um, had, had a lame hand. And, and he came to Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus, when he saw the man with the withered hand, he said, stretch forth your hand. Because the man's tendency was to walk around like this with it hidden in his coat. Because it didn't look great. And things that don't look great in your life, you'll keep hidden. Even from somebody that can help you. You keep it tucked away. But you'll find out the only way that Jesus could heal him, he said, stretch out your hand. Make it visible. Bring it out. Because only when things are open can they be healed. This is an emergency room doctor here. And so let's just say, that a man came in and he'd been involved in a motorcycle accident and he'd broken his leg right up here. And he comes in there and you're going to say, all right, we're going to have to do some work here. We're going to have to set your bone and everything like that. And he's like, you're a lady. You can't take my pants off. (laughs) You're like, dude, (laughs) whatever. The only way to get this thing lined up is we got to get, it's got to be out in the open. Have to have everything open. Have to have everything transparent. Or if you, if, if you I can't work that way. I can't work that way. Is that true? A lot of times people want to, the parts of their lives that are hurting the most, they want to cover it up. They want to keep it hidden. I want to talk about it. I don't want you to know about it. I've got an addiction, but I don't want anybody to know about it. Does it work? Not if you keep it hidden, does it? No, she could tell you. Why? Because she's been there. She's been set free. How do you get set free? You've got to be open. You've got to be transparent. I don't know why I'm going this area, but this, this is needed here today. God will protect you from being taken out. But he doesn't protect you from people that can help you. That he's anointed. Well, Lord, don't don't tell Pastor Todd anything. No, I'm serious. Some people, they avoid coming to church because they think God's going to rat them out to me. I'm in sin, so I'm not coming to church. Because he'll probably just get a word and he'll come right at me. How many people do you see me do that? No, because God deals with people about their own hearts. He wants you to make things right. 
He's not into just blabbing all your junk. That's the devil's stuff. That's the devil's tactics. And then if God speaks a word to me, even if it's about something that is, that is like very, very detailed and, and, and very private, I know how when God speaks to me, I know how to get to the root of the thing without exposing everything even. Because the Holy Ghost teaches you by the anointing. Amen. God's not just out there telling all your stuff and everything like that to everybody. God loves you. And love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of sins. Doesn't expose a multitude. It covers it. So we, can, so we can work some things out here. So we can take care of stuff. Yeah. You're most like Christ when you're attacked and you actually don't do anything to defend yourself. When you just go like, okay, all right. Sometimes you've done some things wrong and you get attacked. Sometimes you haven't done anything wrong and you're attacked. And we think sometimes when we haven't done anything wrong at all and we get attacked, we think, well, I'm going to let you have it now because I have a right to stand up for myself now. Or do we really? Or do we really? Or do we really? I remember before I, where I came into ministry <clears throat> um, full time, I was working in a place and I had a manager who hated me. He hated me. And he did everything he could possibly do to make it difficult for me on the job where I was. So it would ruin me financially. But God was with me, and God always blessed me. And he would get so upset because he would see me month after month increase more and more and more. And he would call me in and he would ring me out. How in the world are you getting this big of a paycheck? This is more than I make. Thank you. That's all I'd say. I'd take it right out of his hands. Thank you. You are, 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 are. He didn't like it because I was a born-again, blood-bought, spirit-filled child of God. And I was very open about how I lived Christ. And I won other people to the Lord. And he lived the opposite life. And so just being around me made him mad. And then when he saw the blessing of the Lord on my life, and he had the power to prevent it, he thought, but couldn't do it. That made him even more angry. But I didn't defend myself. He would call me names. He would attack me. I mean... Every name you can think of. I walk in his office and I would get cussed out up one side and down the other. And I had to go in his office because the HR department said, manager has your check. I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey, how you doing today? I walk in with a big smile. And I'm like, okay, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love this. Now, I could have called. I could have called on him I could have called gone above him 
gone to national headquarters and said, you know what, this is what this guy's doing. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll take it. Praise the Lord. See the smile? Still here. Thank you. That's my check. It's got my name on it. God bless you. I always, God bless you. And I didn't say it in a, God bless you. No, no. I said it in a very genuine way. So I was believing the best for him. I'd led over 40 other people in that place to the Lord. And I was like, I would love to have him come into the kingdom of God also. But you know what? Everybody has a choice. But just because you're reviled, spoken evil of, cursed, doesn't mean you can defend yourself. Amen? First Peter 2.23, when Jesus was reviled and insulted, he did not revile or offer insult in return. When he was abused and suffered, he made no threats of vengeance. Oh, you guys, you're going to get it so bad. The angels are going to whoop your tail. God's going to work you over. He made no threats of vengeance, but trusted himself and everything to him who judges fairly. So even Jesus, going through all he did, he didn't, he didn't fight back. He trusted God to defend him and to provide the ultimate justice. And if Jesus did that and we're to be like Jesus, then we need to do the same. David, he was criticized and he, his entire life from his brothers, being the youngest brother. I know about that. I know how terrible. No. <laughs> I mean, he was scorned. Even his dad, when the prophet came to anoint the king, his dad didn't even think enough of him to invite him to come to the, to the coronation. Left him out in the field. Even his own dad thought so little of him. His brothers, when he was going to bring them food on the battlefield, what are you up to now? You ornery thing. And then throughout David's life, it was like David never got a break. He was always having somebody that wanted to kill him. Not just talk bad about him. He always, this is a man after God's own heart, he always had somebody who wanted to kill him. Even his own son, Absalom. He had to hide from his, he could have had Absalom taken out. He could have said, Joab, take him out. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let him run wild. God will take care of things. I'm not gonna defend myself. You think, well, I wanna, I wanna be like Jesus. Can you be like David? Can you have a heart like that? Psalm 62, verses five through seven. David said, "This my soul." Wait only on God and silently submit to him for my hope and expectation are from him. This is out of the Amplified. I read this earlier. He only is my rock and salvation. He's my defense, my fortress. I shall not be moved. With God rests my salvation and my glory. He's my rock of unyielding strength and impenetrable hardness. And my refuge is in God. You know, some people... Some people will be upset at your success. 
They'll see how God blesses you, and that will make them so mad. They'll want to attack you for all kinds of reasons. They don't have to have a reason. Some people just, that's just the way they live. That's just, that's just the way they've chosen to live. I'm just going to attack this person. But if you, like David, will let God be your protector, let him be your savior, your defender, your victor, your shelter. Let him be your defense. Psalm 5, verses 11 and 12. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. You missed an awesome opportunity right there. Woo! Hallelujah. Because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Not, oh, people are coming against me. No, be joyful. Shout for joy. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will you encompass him as with a shield. With favor. That means if I go over here, favor's over here. If I go over this way, favor's over here. If I go forward, favor's here. If I go back here, favor's back here. Everywhere I go, God has made it so that I am blessed. I am blessed. And it doesn't matter how much you talk against me. How much you try to plot against me, how much you would try to curse me, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Not because I'm God's favorite, but because I have made him my shield. I have made the Lord my shield. And I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of your words. I'm not afraid of what you can do. I'm not afraid of your curses. Not that they might not be powerful. But God's my shield. And if God's my shield, why would I worry about anything? Why, why, Why would I worry about anything? Over in Israel, they've all kinds of bombs and rockets and missiles aimed at them. But they've, they've got this defense system, the Iron Dome. It just, those rockets hit that thing and they just disintegrate. I want to tell you, in that same way, but much better, is your God. He will protect you. He will defend you. Don't open up yourself to attack by the words of your mouth. Don't open up yourself to attack by things that you let come out of your mouth. Talking talking fear. Talking lack. Talking insecurity. Talking self-righteousness. Don't go there. Just be humble. Just be humble. Maybe some people just need to talk less. And when you do talk, let your words be few, but let them be powerful. Let them be very powerful. You don't have to be known for all that you have to say. But just let it be known that when you do speak, you better listen to what they have to say. It's very powerful. I want you to bow your heads with me, would you please? Now, Father, I thank you for each and every single person here. And I know that there are some that are here that know you very well 
as their defender. And there are some that are here that need to know you better as their defender. Because actually you are the shield for every child of God. You are Elohim Shomri to every believer. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.